Captain John C. Allen III, a somewhat plump, pleasant-faced 27-year-old who was commanding officer of Company C, 1st Battalion, 27th Infantry, 7th Infantry Division, was hesitantly pleased with his current mission, the establishment and operation of a roadblock on a road south of Suwon. You never knew what the hell was going to happen next in the Army. Disappointment, sometimes bitter, was always just around the corner. He had been told, and he had believed, that it would be days, perhaps weeks, before he actually had to face the enemy. The landing of 10th Corps, the 1st Marine Division and the 7th Infantry Division, at Incheon had severed the enemy's supply routes to the south. Without supplies, the North Koreans could not maintain their attack on the Pusan perimeter. The 8th U.S. Army had already counterattacked, broken out of the perimeter, and was driving the enemy northward. There was still heavy action around Seoul, but most of that was being fought by the 1st Marine Division. Allen thought that the brass had at least enough sense to realize that the 7th Division really was in no shape to fight anybody. Any military unit needs training to be effective. It was Captain Allen's professional judgment that none of the platoons in his company had adequate training. Neither had any of the companies in the 1st Battalion, any of the battalions in the 27th Infantry, nor any of the regiments in the 7th Division. It was also Captain Allen's professional opinion that if the 1st Marine Division hadn't performed so superbly, if it had taken a licking, the 7th Division would have really gotten itself clobbered. Captain Allen was perfectly happy to form, and to sometimes offer to select individuals, such as 1st Sergeant Grass, professional opinions about the military, although he was not a career officer, had not graduated from the United States Military Academy at West Point, nor, for that matter, attended the company-grade officer's course at the infantry school at Fort Benning. He hadn't even gone to officer candidate school. Drafted at 20 during World War II, Jack Allen had joined the 26th Infantry of the 1st Infantry Division in North Africa. By the time the Big Red One was training to land on the beaches of Normandy, it was Staff Sergeant Allen. On D plus three, in Normandy, it was 21-year-old Second Lieutenant Allen, holder of the Silver Star and directly commissioned after taking over the company when the officers had all been either blown away or wounded. When war in Europe was over, Captain Jack Allen, who had added two bronze stars and two purple hearts to his Silver Star, had been one of the very first officers returned to the United States under the point system for separation. At Fort Dix, he had made the mistake of believing the adjutant general's corps major, who had told him that if he kept his commission in the reserve, he wouldn't be recalled to active duty unless and until enemy tanks were rolling down Pennsylvania Avenue toward the White House. Jack Allen, star salesman and heir apparent to the throne of J.C. Allen & Sons Paper Merchants, Inc., Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, had received a telegram from the adjutant general of the United States Army on 9 July 1950, ordering him to report within 72 hours to Camp Indiantown Gap, Pennsylvania, there to enter upon extended active duty for the duration of the present conflict, plus six months. At Indiantown Gap, there was just time enough to buy uniforms and have his shot record brought up to date before being loaded on a battered Douglas C-54 and flown to Fort Lewis, Washington. Three days after arriving at Fort Lewis, he boarded a brand-new-looking Lockheed Constellation of Transglobal Airways and was flown to Tokyo via Honolulu and Wake Island. At Camp Drake, he was assigned to the 7th Division. When he got there, they didn't seem to know what to do with him. He was given one assignment after another, one of them lasting six hours, but finally he found himself in the 27th Infantry Regiment. There, the colonel commanding, 
who looked smart and competent, if harried, took a sixty-second look at Jack's service record. Jesus Christ, he thought. They finally sent me a company commander who's been in combat. Then he said, Congratulations, Captain Allen, you are now commanding officer of Charlie Company. When Allen found his new command, in a battered frame barracks building, the acting first sergeant, a technical sergeant who a week before had been running an NCO club, told him Charlie Company's total strength was two officers and twenty-six enlisted men, plus thirteen enlisted men listed as absent in confinement. The other officer was Second Lieutenant C. Danton Foster IV, who looked to be about nineteen, but who told Allen he had graduated just over a year before from West Point. When Allen looked at Foster's service record, he saw that he was unmarried and listed his next of kin as Major General C. Danton Foster III. Charlie Company's ranks were soon filled out, among the first fillers to arrive the next day.